10 a.m. Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth.
Let us pray. Grant us, Lord, as we honor with joyful devotion the nativity of your Son, that we may come to know the fullness of faith, the hidden depths of this mystery, and to love them ever more and more through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Bow down for the blessing. May the God of infinite goodness, who by the incarnation of his Son has driven darkness from the world, and by that glorious birth has illumined this most holy day, drive far from you the darkness of vice and illumine your hearts with the light of virtue. May God, who willed that the great joy of his Son's saving birth, be announced to the shepherds by the angel. Fill your minds with the gladness he gives and make you heralds of his gospel. And may God, who by the incarnation brought together the earthly and heavenly realm, fill you with the gift of his peace and favor and make you shares with the church in heaven. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down on you and remain with you forever. join our regularly scheduled program already in progress.
Do you hear what she hears? Mary heard the word. Mary heard the word. Uh -huh. And she bent down low. Uh -huh. Open heart and mind. We got on high to Jesus Christ. Spirit fill our life. Uh -huh. Spirit raise our high. Uh -huh. Spirit magnify and glorify in Jesus Christ. Come make we wheel and turn and take in hand. Come make we celebrate and sing throughout the land. Jesus' name and weary tears around Taking glorious life and call it the glory of the little ones Liza fed the child, Liza gave the cry Liza prophesying God and high through Jesus Christ Spirit fill our lives, Spirit raise our hearts Spirit magnify and glorify in Jesus Christ Come make we wheel and turn and take by Father Holong. Here is A Child is Born Today. A child is born to us today. It's Jesus Christ the Lord. Glory to our God on high. God has given us His Son. So one begotten Son. The greatest gift that God could ever give. Glory, glory to the Lord. Glory, glory to our God. So simple yet, so full of 
If you could give baby Jesus a gift, what would it be? Father Holong and friends offer their gifts with Christmas is Here. volunteered with the missionaries of the poor in Jamaica with 17-hour-long days wearing white habits and blue sashes with bended knee in the Adoration Chapel with bent backs over sickbeds and with sandals on their feet to pick up the weak and weary off the ghettos the missionaries of the poor bring to life the Gospel of Matthew chapter 25 
Here is their founder, Father Richard Ho Lung. Missionaries of the poor is to live out the Beatitudes, uh, not to just preach it, but to live it out, the, the works of mercy and a brotherhood, because that's what is really required to do these works. Father Hulong, in the Spirit of the Lord, seizing upon him, began a movement of grace towards the ghettos of Kingston. And um, in those early days, I was at St. George's College of Jesuit School, um, just boarding on the ghettos, and he began to challenge us to go out. Father Fangdo always saw himself as a Christian, a Catholic priest, a man of God, you know, a witness to the gospel, and he never deviated from that vision of bringing down the gospel and its values to bear on the poverty of the poor. Christ himself told us, you know, to cast out into the deep, um, go into the highways and the byways where the rejected ones are, um, work among the blind, the deaf, the mute, the forgotten ones, where there's total disregard for life and uh, present to people the sufferings of people or the suffering Christ, which I saw uh, in the ghettos. In the ghettos you found the wounded Christ or the wounded body of Christ and I felt I wanted to be there to touch it, to see it, to feel it and to be with uh, the suffering ones. And this dynamic of being present among the poor is what in the early days helped us to realize that we had to live among the poor to be poor and to really bring the good news. The principle we went by is uh, the principle of Christ's action. He went to the darkest place, to the most forgotten and the rejected of people. So we went to the place that we know was, was, was filled with the most rejected of people. So there is that definite outreach to the physical and social needs, but with always the message of the gospel. It is never simply social work. It is always with the message of Christ who fed the multitudes, who healed the sick, and who gave hope to people who were struggling. As missionaries of the poor in the early days, we clearly felt that there was need for Christ's presence to be among the poor to um, going to the darkest hovels, the darkest corners of the island where we started.
It started out us being here to take care of women that were pregnant that were either thinking of aborting their child or um, living on the street. But since then, since 2011, it has evolved. I think what we're all about is life. Life, yes, the unborn child. We take care now of disabled children. And we take care of also, not, not necessarily elderly women, but women that are in need of care, either because they're physically and mentally disabled, that they've been discarded. And so these sisters, missionaries of the poor sisters, were founded for that purpose, to handle so many questions that have to do with women and their struggles. In 1981, Father Richard Holung founded the Missionaries of the Poor. Joyful service with Christ on the cross is their slogan. To help out, go to missionariesofthepoor.org. This is Elena Rodriguez wishing you a joyful Christmas on behalf of all of us at EWTN Radio. Thank you for joining us on this Caribbean Christmas with Father Holung and friends. Hi, this is Matt Swain from the Sunrise Morning Show wishing you a Merry Christmas from all of us here at EWTN. Hi, I'm Al Cresta of Cresta in the Afternoon. A Hindu rejected as absurd the idea that God could take on human flesh. 
until he came across an anthill. Bending down to study it, he realized that his shadow caused the ants to scurry away. To get to know these ants, he would have to become one of them. God stoops and becomes as we are in order that we might be raised and come to know him. So, glory to God in the lowest. EWTN. Live Truth. Live Catholic. The EWTN home video highlight for December is the EWTN Family Christmas Special. The Choir of the Eternal Word Television Network performs classical Christmas carols with a special commentary by Father Joseph Mary Wolf. Order your DVD or CD at EWTNRC.com 24 hours a day, 7 days a week or call 1-800-854-6316. This is Jack Williams. All of us here at EWTN Radio wish you a blessed and joyful Christmas season. As you continue to celebrate the Incarnation, we'd like to share reflections from some of your favorite EWTN Radio personalities as they ponder the question, what is Christmas? Hi, this is Teresa Tamio from Catholic Connection wishing you and yours a very Merry Christmas. Christmas to me, especially now that I'm in my late 50s and my father has passed away, he's been gone for eight years now, Christmas to me is memories, and memories of traditions that we had with my father in our Italian-American household. The first I think about is the fact that my father, and this is one of the gifts that I did not inherit from him, I inherited his speaking voice, but not his singing voice, my father was an amazing vocalist, and every Christmas Eve, he would be at our parish, St. Joan of Arc in the Archdiocese of Detroit, and they would have a pre-Midnight Mass concert. And he always sang several Christmas carols in Italian. I should say, actually, Italian Christmas carols that are sung to this day all over my beloved Italy. And people would come from far and wide in the Archdiocese of Detroit, which is a vast area of some 300 parishes, to hear my father sing these Italian Christmas carols. Every time I hear the beautiful song or hymn, You Descend from the Stars to Scende Dalle Stelle, beautiful memories of my father come flooding back. And then there's also the beautiful Italian Christmas traditions that my husband and I, who's also an Italian-American, carry on in terms of what we have for Christmas Eve dinner. It's all about the fish. No meat on Christmas Eve. 
So now that my father, bless his heart, has been gone, gone to be with the Lord for eight years now, I find that Christmas is about memories and carrying on those traditions. Whatever your traditions are, if you don't have any, make some new ones. Make memories, make traditions. Focus on our Lord and our beautiful Catholic faith. For me, of course, many of my memories surrounding Midnight Mass with that beautiful concert with my father as the lead vocalist. They bring me a lot of comfort and a lot of great joy, tidings of great joy. Buon Natale. Merry Christmas. God bless you. Hi, this is Janet Williams. During this beautiful Christmas season, we would do well to consider the great gift of our salvation and the way in which God has sent his son to us because he loves us. When we hear those words that come to us from John 3:16, we ought to consider the reality that God wrote those words to us distinctly and individually. No matter what is happening to you in your life at this moment, no matter what joy or what sorrow you might be experiencing, our Lord Jesus Christ, God with us, is there for you. Open your heart wide to receive that grace of the present moment, that the gift of His birth might continue not only to linger in you, but to fire and excite you to a deeper love and appreciation of all of the graces that He brings to us in the good times as well as in the difficult ones. This Christmas, may a new moment in our life of faith begin for us as we draw ever nearer to the one who is the way, the truth, and the life.
Al Crest of Crest in the Afternoon. A few years ago, I heard a sermon, Christmas sermon, by Bruce Thielman, a pastor, and he pointed out that it was odd that in the nativity story, Mary doesn't speak at all. She talked with the angel in Nazareth at the Annunciation, and she sang with her cousin Elizabeth in the hill country of Judah, but in the whole narrative of Christmas, there's no word of Mary recorded. It's almost as though what happened to her was too deep to be encompassed by words. The text just says that she kept all these things, pondering them in her heart. She was caught up in a kind of speechless ecstasy, I suppose, that centered in upon God. And that kind of experience is sadly uncommon in the church today. We spend a lot more time doing rather than being. And our faith is often a very exterior busy thing. It's uh, active, much more commotion than devotion. It seems to me that our expression of our love of God has become much too extroverted, much too external. But eternity is silent. It's only time that's noisy. And speed and noise cut across the history of the human race as signs of weakness. Christmas is the kind of time when the best that we can do is sit back and contemplate the silent Mary who held her man-child to her breast and leaned against the warm, damp earth and pondered everything that happened in her heart. Hello, this is Jeanette DeMello from Register Radio. I have so many memorable Christmas uh, stories. I love Christmas Day. From my earliest memories to my first Mickey Mouse guitar in kindergarten to my first real guitar in third grade and to the years that my family, including my extended family, spent Christmas in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. But the best Christmas, the most memorable Christmas for me, was in Rome during the year, the Jubilee year, year 2000. It rained in St. Peter's Square that year, and as the water from the umbrella of the person sitting in front of me ran into my lap, I remember thinking to myself, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, was born in a manger. He alone is our comfort. He alone is our joy. I'm wishing you a very Merry Christmas. Oh, 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 oh,
Hi, I'm Debbie Giorgiani from Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. I wanted to share with you a special Christmas memory I had growing up. My mom loved Christmas. All the decorations, the music, and everything else that surrounded the holiday. But my mom always taught us that the most important display at Christmas was and always will be the nativity scene. Our creche representing the birth of Jesus was so beautiful and imported from Italy. As a small child, I used to love setting it up each year, positioning all the figures and, of course, not having the baby Jesus present until Christmas. Oh, how I waited with anticipation to put Jesus in the manger. When I was about five years old, I convinced my mom to add a nightlight to the nativity set because I didn't want it to be dark for when the baby came. This nativity scene has been in our family for over 50 years. The shepherd boy's arm has been accidentally broken and glued back several times, and there are some missing sheep. But nevertheless, it's still so beautiful and precious to me. My mom suffers from dementia now, but she still lights up when I set up our family nativity set. My mom has since given me the creche to continue the family tradition, along with the strong reminder that, that the nativity scene is the most important thing you can display at Christmas. I didn't have the heart to tell her that I have my own creche at home that I've been displaying for years. But I guess now I'll have two nativity scenes I can put up each year. These wise words from my mom have left a profound impact on me forever. And that is why I wanted to share them with you today. I pray that my story has touched you in some small way and you begin to make the creche the most important symbol of Christmas. This way, we can all wait with anticipation at the birth of our Lord and Savior. So if you don't have a nativity set in your home, please make it your first purchase this season and prominently display it in your home to begin your tradition. Many blessings to you and your family this Christmas season from all of us here at EWTN.
Hello there. I'm Jerry Escher, co-host of Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. I want to share a Christmas remembrance to me that is very, very special. Um, Christmas for me has always been just one of the most joyous times of the year. It's about family. It's about friends. It's about the birth of Jesus, of course, and celebrating our faith and trees and lights and gifts and celebrations and all of that. And so many of us, we want to be home. We want to be with the ones that we love uh, for Christmas and during that season of the year. I just remember one time I had a, a friend who had been unjustly accused of a very serious crime. He was very, very innocent, but he uh, he was put in jail. He was put in prison, actually, for about six and a quarter years. And I just thought, he's going to be behind bars for being accused of something he never in a million years would have dreamed of doing. And I can hardly imagine what Christmas is going to be like for him being away from his wife and his kids. And so we were exchanging emails. We wrote a lot of letters. We talked on the phone a lot. And I just got the idea. I thought, you know what? I'm going to surprise him at Christmas. They could have visitors. And so I flew to the part of the country where he was incarcerated. And on Christmas morning, I went there early and I got in line and I got approved to go in and visit him. When they called him out of his cell, the first thought on his mind was, well, who would be here to see me on Christmas Day. And then he shared with me, he thought, you know what? It took him just a few seconds and he thought to himself, I'll bet it's Jerry. And that was such a beautiful thing. He came out, we hugged, we embraced, we cried a lot, we, we had a few hours to spend together. There was another visiting session that afternoon and the following morning. And I don't say this to brag on myself, but maybe just to get you to be thinking about those people who this time of year are not necessarily in the festive mood that many of us are in. They're maybe not with family, friends, loved ones, their spouse, their children, their family. So let's keep them in our in our thoughts and in our prayers. If you get a chance to go maybe to a nursing home or a hospital or a prison and visit those who don't have anyone to come to them on Christmas time, you'd be doing them a great favor. You would be you would be being Jesus to them. What a great gift that would be. And I want to wish you and yours a very blessed Christmas season from all of us here at EWTN and Take Two with Jerry and Debbie.
Hi, everybody. Dr. Ray here. From all of our EWTN family to all of your families, a very blessed and safe Christmas. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. It's our Christmas gift to you. The 48 Hours of Christmas continues all day today on EWTN Radio. Hello, this is Father Joseph Mary, chaplain here at EWTN. Did you know that the word Christmas comes from two words, Christ and Mass? So just as Mass offered on the Feast of St. Michael was called the Michael Mass, so Mass offered on the Nativity was called the Christ Mass. In fact, at every Mass, we encounter anew the sacred humanity and divinity of Jesus. So, Merry Christmas! Hello, I'm Doug Keck, and this is an EW10 Bookmark Brief. Just had the pleasure of speaking with our own Edward Penton from Rome about his book, The Next Pope, The Leading Cardinal Candidates, published by Sophia, available through the EW10 Religious Catalog, EW10RC.com, for all books Catholic. Ed Penton, tell us why you wrote this book and why should somebody read it? Well, we wrote this book, uh, Doug, really because we wanted the cardinals in a conclave to be fully prepared uh, going into a conclave, uh, knowing who they might be voting for. And in the past, uh, they haven't uh, known who to vote for, and, and they've been rather short of information. This book really is aimed to equip them uh, to know fully uh, the top 19 cardinals that we chose, who we think have a good chance of becoming pope. Very good. Edward Penton, the book, The Next Pope, The Leading Cardinal Candidates, available through the EWTN Religious Catalog, EWTNRC.com. And this has been a bookmark brief with Edward Penton. Uh, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. to EWTN Radio, Charles Dickens' immortal classic, A Christmas Carol, adapted by Dennis D. Skirvin, next on EWTN Radio. KATH 910 